Hello again, you're back. And we're working through the Bible, book by book. And today you've reached the book of Nahum, the book of the judgment on Nineveh. ministered to Nineveh. One was Jonah, the other Nahum. Nahum chapter 1 verse 1 says this book is the vision of Nahum. All that is known of him is what is said about him in that verse, so very little is known of him. It does not tell us who his father was or who the king was when he lived. It only tells us later of his time. There's no mention of a king in the opening verses, but there are several clues to the book's date. Nahum chapter 3 verses 8 to 10 refer to the fall of Noamon, what we would call modern-day Thebes. That was the Egyptian army that fell to the armies of Ashuranapal in 664 BC. On the other hand, Nahum is seen to predict the fall of Nineveh, which took place in 612 BC. Therefore, Nahum must be placed somewhere between 664 and 612 BC. Noamon, we know, was restored a decade after its defeat, and Nahum's failure to mention this has led many to reach the conclusion that Nahum was written probably slightly before 654 BC. Jonah preached in Nineveh around 760 BC, and the city was converted but evidently that revival did not last. By the time of Nahum, this is probably about 600 BC, Assyria had reached this peak of its prosperity and power under Ashurbanipal. Nineveh had again become the mightiest city on earth, with walls described as being 100 feet high and wide enough to accommodate three chariots riding abreast. Scattered around the walls were high towers that stretched an additional hundred feet in the air. A moat, a hundred and fifty feet wide and sixty feet deep, surrounded the walls. Nineveh must have appeared impregnable, and could withstand a twenty-year siege, it was written. Thus Nahum's prophecy of her overthrow must have seen unlikely indeed. The book is about Nineveh, some might say it is even a prophecy against Nineveh, but technically it is written to Judah. Nahum chapter 1 verse 15 confirms that. Well, most of the short book of Nahum is concerned with the coming judgment of Assyria, and in particular with the destruction of its capital Nineveh. The Assyrians had been cruel enemies of Israel and Judah, but Nahum saw that the day of judgment for them was now approaching. The subject is that coming judgment on Nineveh. In the first verse of his book, the message is God will confront his children by informing them that he is going to judge those who hurt them or persecute them. Nahum uses no literary device to reveal the structure of his thought. The content and the story is the only clue. For many it divides into four parts. 
First of all, the divine judge is introduced in the opening seven verses, and in the second half of the first chapter, the divine judgment is described. Then in chapter 2, Nineveh's judgment is described, both for its siege and capture and the sacking of the city. And then finally, Nineveh's judgment is described and the reasons given. In other words, why it is so deserved in chapter 3. And that is revealed to be because of her sin and because of her lack of justice. First purpose of Nahum is to condemn Nineveh. Assyria and Nineveh were known particularly for their power and cruelty. Primarily, they were nations of hunters and warriors, not artists, not scientists. Most of their gods were gods of war. Nahum describes Nineveh's destruction in some detail. It would first of all be destroyed by flood, then by fire. He also talks about how the temples and the images would be profaned and that the city would never be rebuilt, and that the leaders would flee, and that even the fortress around the city would be captured. The gates would be destroyed, it says in chapter 3, and following a lengthy siege and frantic efforts to strengthen its defence, it would fall. Historical accounts and archaeological finds have verified that what Nahum predicted is exactly what happened. When Alexander the Great marched by in 331, he said there was almost no evidence of a physical existence left, and by the 2nd century AD, not a vestige was seen to remain. So complete was the destruction of Nineveh, the city's existence had almost become a myth for 2,000 years, until its discovery very recently by the archaeologists Layard and Botta in 1842. The second part of Nahum is to justify God. Nahum was not overjoyed at Nineveh's destruction because of any sort of national extremism or vengeful malice. Rather, he is simply a man of God. He speaks as one who is wholly concerned with the Lord's cause on earth. His earnest desire is to see God vindicate his holiness and his justice in the eyes of the surrounding nations and the wider population. And the third purpose of Nahum was not just to condemn Nineveh, but to also comfort Judah. The Assyrians had defeated the northern kingdom in 722 BC. Judah had escaped at that time, but Assyria was still at the height of its power. The question in the mind of the Jewish people was, would Judah be punished too at this time? Would Assyria conquer Judah? Nahum, in that sense, brings them good news of a different history. So in summary, Nahum the prophet pronounced judgment on Nineveh to vindicate God, but also to comfort Judah, which tells us that God comforts his children by informing them that he will ultimately judge those who hurt or persecute them.